Welcome to Alphabet Flight, your encyclopedic journey through the Marvel Universe with with uh, all the characters you know and love and forgotten along the way. I'm your temporary host, Jordan, and with me today is uh, someone who knew the Ancient One before he was ancient? Tim! Mm. Hello. I wouldn't go say that far, because I'm not exactly sure who that character is either. Well, uh, in the Doctor Strange movies, uh, they were played by Tell. Uh, t- t- ah, I can't say oh, her first name right. Oh yeah, that's the t- one that Swinton. was like the racist stereotype in the comics, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Mister Jip, which honestly I'm not sure if I like oh, saying no. that name. I have a but... horrible, horrible premonition of where they got that name from and how it's spelled. <laughs> Yeah, but it's actually not spelled bad, like the bad a bad way. But it's still very uncomfortably close. So let's oh, just no. ca- let's just call him Mister for now. Just 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 to anno- avoid uh, constantly treading the line. But yeah. anyways, any idea who this person might be? I'm gonna go out and on a limb because I have very little faith in old Marvel and say that he's a fortune teller of some kind. Mm, little bit more than that. Like as I mentioned in the entro- entry, they n- worked with the ancient one, so they did have mystical powers. Uh, let me bring you up a current image of them. All right, I'm a little scared, but wow. Um, yeah. So, yeah. do you want to give a shot at what he looks like? Um. Well, if y'all have ever played Dark Souls. He kind of has a look kind of like Nito without all the skulls, like a stringy pile of flesh and bones that looks like it's barely held together with a Skeletor face with eyeballs. It's very strange. You know, that is actually such a better uh, (laughs) interpretation that I could have thought of. Well, it's a good thing I'm here. Yeah, he's just this shambling pile of, uh, like he's pale white in coloration and I don't know if that's because it's just him in general or his his flesh is rotting but uh, there is there's actually um, some some reason to it like there is a pur- purpose to, he is supposed to be like a rotting corpse in a sense and there's reasons uh, for that and yes. uh, but he didn't always look like that. Because here he is being scolded by the uh, Ancient One, if if you want to just mention the image I happen to show you there. Well, what I'll just... He looks like like a... Sort of like a an Orthodox priest without the funny hat. <laughs> yeah, he's he's running away with, like, uh, uh, books and a staff. He, he looks f- severely reprimanded by the Ancient One, who for some reason is just bald and wearing a, a kilt. Yeah, that's a very interesting uh, outfit choice. I wouldn't go with it, but I think he really pulls it off. <laughs> All right, let me go over his uh, statistics here. Uh, his real name 
Well, is unknown. His occupation is sorcerer scholar. Legal status is none. Other aliases is none known. Although later it's find out that he there. I'll get into that. His place of birth unrevealed. Marital status unrevealed. Known relatives none. Group affiliation: master of night, day, deceased, and Francis D- Delgado. And let me just explain. Those are ju- those are uh, hench people. Night and day are hench people. He he worked with. Not, he's not actually like. No, it's actually N I G H T. They have like darkness powers and pretty yeah. generic darkness powers. Uh, base of operations mobile. Uh, their first oh. appearance. Hmm? What was their place of or- uh, operation? Mo- mobile, like as they move around. Ah, all right. Uh. Their first appearance as uh, in their former host body, which is pretty much what how they were introduced anyways, was Strange Tales third series number eight uh, in a comic. Co- it, at that time, Strange Tales was like a double feature. So it had a Doctor Strange story and a Cloak and Dagger story. And they appeared in the Cloak and D- Dagger story, the Black Teardrop. And let me give you the cover for that. Because sometimes it's... Not exactly, like, very, uh, like, striking, but it is still kind of a nice comic, because, uh, it looks like Cloak is, you know, uh, attacking <laughs> Dagger in there, like, like, they're being, with Cloak and Dagger, they've always had, like, sometimes, like, you know, Cloak has been controlled by the darkness or something like that every once in a while, so it, it looks like one of those things where, like, oh no, Cloak's gone evil again. Oh, sick. He gets those awesome tentacle things that eat people's hearts? Sweet. <laughs> oh, uh, they eventually gave a more fur- thur- uh, thorough in- introduction to like his origin in Strange Tales number 11. And that's what this history here is there. Um, the man who would become Mr., like I said, I'm just going to call him Mr., was born centuries ago and as a youth left his simple home to roam the world in search of knowledge. Following a legend, he made his way to the fabled land of Kamartaj, hidden high in the Himalayan mountains in the land now known as Tibet. And uh, if in like uh, former episodes, Jesse's talked about the Ancient One and actually a, a sorcerer from Kamartaj named Kalu, I think was his name, K-A-L-U-U. Uh, the what happened there is actually kind of been uh, actually talked about in episodes. Mm. Anyways, uh, however, the city he found was long past its golden age and lay in ruins, result of a co- conflict between opposing mystic forces, which, again, like I said, was talked about in the Kalu episode. The youth was distraught until he was approached by the last resident of the Kamage Taj, a man now known as the Ancient One. The youth became the first apprentice of the Ancient One and spent the next two decades assisting his teacher in performing benevolent magic. The youth also assisted his mentor in stockpiling a vast library of evil tomes of black magic. But of course. Yeah, to protect mankind from his deadly knowledge. Mm. Uh, I see where this is going. He was like, (laughs) "Mm, one peek at the book that eats people's flesh off couldn't hurt anything. But then what do you know? It ate his flesh off. What do you do? <laughs> However, unknown to his mentor, the youth took every opportunity to study and learn this black magic, increasing his own knowledge of forbidden arcane arts. 
Upon discovering his student practicing black rights, the teacher banished the young man from his service. The youth's goal then became became to become learned in all manner of black magic to thereby gain omnipotence and eventual dominion over the world. Toward this end, the youth began extending his natural lifespan by magically usurping the bodies of allegedly evil men, whose lack of psionic energy, light, and this is light in uh, pre- or in quotations, made bodily displacement possible. Presumably, so he some Nordic people. Yeah, pretty much. Literally Nordic people. Uh, and this is why his body is as it is, is because it actually is amalgamation of all the bodies he's taken over over time. Mm. Like it just he just keeps adding to it. He assumes uh, pre- direct control. Mm-hmm. Presumably, sometime during this period, the youth adopted the pseudonym, uh, as we said, is is a name that I'm not sure is racist, but I don't want to take the chance. Yeah, let's. Uh, we don't want to be canceled. Yeah. In recent months, Mister has sought to usurp the body of the adolescent mutant crime fighter Cloak, whose nearly immortal body acts as a doorway for an entire dimension lacking in psionic energy, light. The attempt was foiled by Cloak's partner Dagger. Mr. Later attacked Dagger indirectly through his minion, Knight, temporarily bear- burying dar- Dagger's own psionic light beneath Knight's own psionically generated darkness. The encounter rendered D- D- Dagger blind. Since that last conflict, Mr. has on more than one occasion attempted to protect the blind, uh, blinded Dagger from various threats. His motives remain unrevealed. Uh, and, as I said, like he doesn't really come up much more... Um, and later on, like, I, I think they, like, wrap up the storyline, and, and he basically is just kind of, like, defeated and, and kind of kicked away. And, I mean, at a later time, he's, I think he actually does interact with Doctor Strange, and they give, like, more, and like I said, in a later episode, they also do that full, or comic, they do the origin, but he's really kind of just, like, a evil, mystical, uh, sorcerer dude that came you know that came up and bothered people from like in strange tales and then kind of just faded away which in the early days of doctor strange happened a lot how old is what a vintage is this comic uh the his his the one that he appeared in was actually in 1987 so it's only like uh well wow it's like 40 years now 34 years yeah, so it's 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 been over it's been over twenty years since he's been around, but and I found this interesting because I like I looked him up in the uh, Wikipedia article, which by the way, as far I one of the main reasons I looked it up was to see if anyone actually called out that his name was bad, and I saw nothing, so that's why I'm very very like ambivalent at it at the moment because I just don't know, but it does point out that the Cloak and Dagger TV series that was made. He actually has an appearance uh, in uh-huh. one episode called Fi- Funhouse Mirrors when uh, Cloak, Tyrone Johnson, touches an individual by the name of Kev and, like, looks into his fears, what, like, using his mutant powers. He sees a, a tall, black-cloaked figure with a white mask, and the showmakers have confirmed, like, in interviews that if they were going to do a second season or later episodes that that would be a character they would use, and it was specifically um, Mister. Like, they they said that it was going to be this character from the co- from the comic series. I'm not familiar with the with the television show. Did they cancel it? 
I, you know what? I actually am not sure. Because I know they got, th- they did at least one season. No, it was, it was canceled. They were planning on doing a second season. And, oh no, they did do a second season and, uh, they didn't actually get to use, uh, Mr. But they said they, they wanted to. And they didn't do a third season, so they so they never actually got the chance to to bring it in. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, because I mean, as as like evil, you know, evil mystical creatures goes, he's pretty uh, memorable looking for one thing. The design is yeah. terrifying, and His. he has he has a pretty interesting thing. Like uh, he needs to take over bad people to continue his lifespan. Or people with darkness in them, or something like that. And cloak has an d- open dimension to a, a nothing but a dimension of darkness. So I mean, it makes a very good, you know, foil form. But at the same time, it's just very on the edge of things, so that it just never really got you know explored or put out there much. You know, now when you say dimension of darkness, the only thing that comes to mind when you say darkness and light, you can probably guess what comes to mind: Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Like especially the door to his <laughs> dimension of darkness. Like, isn't that what Kingdom Hearts is supposedly in the first game? And now, oh, and now that Disney owns uh, Marvel, oh god, can you imagine a Kingdom Hearts with Marvel heroes, but specifically with like cloak and dagger, darkness and light? Huh. Man. <laughs> Yeah, but that would muddle the message because Cloak is a he yeah. is a heroic person, and as as we know from Kingdom Hearts, dark is bad. <laughs> Light, good, dark, bad. All right, let me go over his characteristics and powers. Then uh, his height is yeah, seven la- feet. Hmm. It was like, yeah, lay that power grid on me. <laughs> This is actually before they did power bars too, though they did. Oh, they, this, we're getting we're getting close. We're getting close to when they started doing that, but they but they do have some uh, some interesting benchmarks for some of the powers when they can't when they can't talk about them. Um, right. His height is seven feet. His weight is four hundred and seventy pounds. His eyes are red, and his hair is nearly bald or bald. His strength level said uh, he possesses supernaturally enhanced strength. And then, known superpowers, through centuries of scholarly study, Mr. has acquired vast knowledge and mastery of certain black mystic arts. Though he is among the ten most powerful Earthborn sorcerers alive today, many aspects of those powers do not yet approach that of Earth's Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange. His magic stems mostly from two major sources. Magic gained by tapping the universe's ambient magical energy and employing for specific effects, such as teleportation, illusion casting, energy projection, and powers it gains through the tapping of an extra-dimensional energy and by evoking entities or objects of power dwelling in mystic dimensions tangential to our own. These means of power are apparently gained by the resuscitation of spells, either ritualized ones found in various mystic texts, or by original spells invoked assistance. The majority of Mr. Spells are apparently psychically triggered, requiring little, if any, spoken invocation at the time of casting. Uh, He is apparently limited in his mystic knowledge to various potent forms of black magic, through which he can accomplish a variety of feats, including teleportation, the conjuring into being of mindless entities to perform singular specific functions, illusion, and physical malleability. As a result of the latter... 
His true form appears to continually uh, be changing. He is also of sufficient might to cancel out or tamper with the magic of others, as is evidenced in his ability to mask his existence from Earth's Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange. Mister has also power to grant specific black magical ability to mortals as he chooses, though the possible cost of such a gift to the recipient has yet to be revealed. His chief personal powers include a mastery of a process by which he may usurp the bodies of individuals significantly lacking in light, again in parentheses, of, of life energy force, a condition associated with vicious sociopathic or evil in quotations, behavior. Basically, they don't exactly have to be a horrible, evil person. They just have to not have significant light, in quotation marks. So, and thus, by, by definition, they are evil, in quotation marks. So, I'm guessing he mostly picks people that kick puppies and eat babies? Pretty much. And he actually had... Uh, it's not mentioned in, in this article, but... Uh, he ha- he actually made like a like a seeker hound for it that's called Yip Yap. Excuse me, run that one by me again, please. <laughs> he created this little uh thing that to uh look for look for people while he studied called Yip Yap, and it's just like a little worm with eyes. Mm. Here, let me get you an image. Here, this is Yip Yap. Mmm. Don't like that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean why it's one he... of those borders creepy, squirmy, cute kind of thing. Like, I, if it wasn't for the fact that it was, you know, the tentacles there, the eyes would maybe make it look cute. Yeah, why does it? Ha- why does it have a goo wise? I don't know. So, like, for those who can't aren't seeing this image, this thing is like a weird, long, two double worm thing with like it entwined. But at the front of it, it has these two enormous eyes with teeny little black pupils that look like they were drawn by Dr. Seuss. And just just to be sure, I am going to be make sure the when when I put up the uh, uh, posts when these come out, I usually try to put it up some images along with it, like the cover and that, so people can see what we're talking about. I'll, I'll be sure to put this image with it. Alrighty. <laughs> But yeah, don't like that one. <laughs> Not a fan. Anyways, going back to this pro- this process severs the psychic tie that binds body and soul, allowing him to absorb the body and thus extend his own lifespan. He has used this method to survive for centuries. Apparently, there are only two limitations to this power. First, the intended victim must be unaware of his existence and intent, lest the victim ere- erect psychic barriers to prevent eviction by him. Second, he must establish and maintain physical contact with the victim throughout the severing process. If contact is broken for an extended period, the victim may reestablish his ties of body to soul, and a side effect of this process also allows him to temporarily assume the form in whole or parts of any of his former host bodies at will. So the shambling mass is he's able to form of people like into people that he has... Uh, assimilated over the years. Uh-huh. He's like kind of like the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Except he actually has the power like a, a he's not just like just pra- doing things to survive. He's also living to learn evil magic and take over the world. Which uh-huh. kind of makes him a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah. 
But I'm sure I'm sure they kick his butt and he doesn't do that. Yeah, they, they I mean as far as like as far like I said like I as far as I can see like after this run with uh some of the things he hasn't he hasn't been seen around. Um I mean he, he might still be alive by the looks of it. Uh but it's probably just he's just probably just around just continuing being his evil self collecting evil people to live longer which mm-hmm. i guess is kind of like a neutral bad you know cuz he only takes evil people yeah he's like he's like dexter he only kills evil people yeah still i guess it, i guess he like i said like he Makes a pretty good foil for Cloak and Dagger, so if they ever do decide to do more with them, I do I do think it would be interesting to see him return, and maybe with a better name so that we don't have to yeah. keep worrying about it. Yeah, that name is... Yeah, that's pretty much... That's, uh, that's old comics for you. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were... Uh, in the previous episode, we were talking about uh, uh, Megan... And I had to remember to edit that her parents were Romani because, you know, back then English comics did not really realize just, how bad. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, just did that word wrong. The G word. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and by nice, so, I mean not nice. <laughs> well, so that's everything about this one. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap things up? It's kind of a shame that they made this really cool design and then only used it in this story. Like, yeah, comics don't tend to do that. Yeah, like he has ties to the Ancient One and 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 even technically Stephen Strange. I'm pretty sure, like the, he could come up and be involved with him. But uh, other than other than like this one storyline, he hasn't really done much. Yeah, I'm sure someone like someone will bring that character back as like a deep cut for like the old <laughs> readers at some point because if there's one thing that comics are now it's immensely self-referential uh yeah but sometimes it's good when they do that sometimes yeah. sometimes it's just them just like bending down next to a button going mm, that's good stuff <laughs> uh so is there anything you'd like to plug this uh, this time uh, yeah, I've been listening to a uh, podcast recently by another person. Uh, I don't think their podcast is part of the network, but they're on the Discord server called Anime Sickos. It's hosted by uh, the good, very good boys, Tom and Joe. And uh, you should check it out. They talk about the four pillars of modern life. Anime, posting, gaming, and jobs. If you have, if you are interested in any of those things, give them a listen. That actually sounds interesting. I haven't heard of them before. Yeah, it's Anyways. pretty good. I'll have to take a look. Uh, so, as for me, I'll post. Uh, I'll plug our uh, social media and such. The you can find us at Alphabet Flight, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a uh, a Patreon under that name, which is mostly a tip jar at the moment but if it gets to a certain point we uh jesse hopes to do like special episodes like the pets of the marvel universe because they they did make a handbook of that like a separate thing kind of the, thing the pets yeah the pets like deuce the devil dog and um oh, that sounds sick 
And myth- I think I think Tippy Toes was in there too. You know, Squirrel Girl's squirrel. Oh yeah, at least one of them. Uh, Man, I lo- I love I love how it? stupid comics can get. God bless. I know, right? <laughs> all right. Well, with that, we'll end it here. So may Conchu protect you in all your night travels. Goodbye. Bye bye. Thank you.